Hello and, and welcome, welcome to BBT, Behind Basic Thoughts. Behind every basic thought, there is always more. Join us on our bubble tea breaks as we share some stories, tips and tricks on being young professionals in the modern workplace. I'm Angela. And I'm Cindy. So happy Chinese New Year, Cindy. Yeah, that's just gone, hasn't it? It's very early this year too. Yeah, well, it's relatively, it's in January. So like, you know, like we had what celebrations over the weekend yeah, um, yeah and we're already into the lunar new year too not just you know the normal calendar new it's, year it's almost like another new year yet again like we just had happy new year and now we're having like another yeah and and i think chinese new year is a very big thing to a lot of you know people with asian culture background right mm. not just necessarily china because other places like say southeast asia they all yeah. celebrate it and they call like it's called like lunar new year yeah. to be inclusive because like different countries obviously call it different things but it is the lunar new year like the lunar calendar new year Mm -hmm. and um yeah and i think it's it's a very big thing for us particularly that you know we're from a chinese cultural heritage background Mm -hmm. um but i think spending chinese new year overseas is quite different from spending chinese new year say in china or in asia in general yeah definitely because i feel like i remember when i was younger when i was still in china like this would be a big deal Mm. so like we're i guess say in Caucasian countries, you'd have fireworks on like the like you know thirty first December. Yeah, it's like that, but on a much bigger scale. Yeah, and you would like visit family because it's all about you know visiting family, having family dinner together. Whereas when we moved here, it felt like there was just no atmosphere. Especially when I moved in the early two thousands, um, there weren't as many like Asian people around. Yeah, and so it would just be like you and your immediate family celebrating it. And then being young, I was like, oh, what what even is this? Like none of my classmates know what this is yeah yeah i I guess for me like um because i yeah same like what i spend part of my childhood in china Mm. and so like chinese new year in china i just always remember it to be this like awesome festive thing yeah um and i think it's really big particularly with the whole family aspect it's it's the time of the year where your whole entire family sort of get together Mm. um and like you know you celebrate you spend time sometimes it's like you like even you know the the grandparents right and then your parents will like you know the daughters and sons are overseas but they will sort of return um or or wherever they are working Mm -hmm. and it's like um, the mass migration within china like in china a lot of people go to other cities for work but yeah when it comes to like lunar new year everyone like comes migrates back home yeah yeah it's, it's a huge migration yeah and i think it's it's just a time of year where you spend time with your family you celebrate and you then before you potentially sometimes not see each other for an entire year mm. um and and but when you know when you sort of move to new zealand it's like oh like there's no vibes here. Yeah, <laughs> like, it pretty much isn't. Yeah, yeah, and but like I think we slowly see it sort of developing a lot more in recent years, or yeah, getting I, a bit more traction. Definitely, yeah. I see like um lanterns now hang in the local pack and save. I was like, oh, oh. nice, and they had like Chinese snacks for sale, and I was like, oh, this is yeah, like exactly like a huge and, difference. And like lantern festival's been very big in New Zealand now, yeah. or in Auckland at least every year. So hopefully with COVID. COVID sort of made it cancel in the last yeah, couple, but, but hopefully crossed. it comes back this year. Um, but I think like just like Chinese New Year, right? For us, like um, a lot of our, I guess, one point five Gen second generation, um, you know, Asians or, or people with different cultural backgrounds, mm. kids that grew up overseas. Um, sometimes I think we do struggle a little bit with our identity in a bit, in a mm. way, because like sometimes I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's like um, I, I'm like from a cultural heritage 
perspective like a lot of what i do culturally is chinese mm-hmm. and like i identify myself with that but then like you know you like you feel like oh, but a big part of you is also very new zealand very kiwi mm-hmm. but then you're like you don't look kiwi right mm-hmm. and so people think you look at you and automatically go you're not you're not you're not kiwi and mm-hmm. you're like but hey i sound kiwi yeah and um but then you go back to china and you're like you don't you're not really you're not actually chinese, chinese either, either. <laughs> yeah and yeah. so it's like you're stuck in this weird weird mix of a you know in between place yeah and so that like even just talking to people i know like not necessarily chinese either like mm. they could be you know from europe um and i think from um latin america as mm-hmm. well like they have similar feelings like they we're kiwis mm-hmm. but then it's like okay but what what do you eat for example right and what do you what do you do at home but like some parts of you are still very strongly connected to your culture yeah for and, sure yeah and so that's why people struggle with the identity right like um i actually get this question a lot like especially in like a little bit early on in my career, like people would just be like, "Oh, you sound you you seem so Kiwi. I think you're just Kiwi." But mm-hmm. then you you do so many things. You celebrate these festivals, and you know, do you feel more Kiwi or do you feel more Chinese? Mm. And like people, you know, that's like for me to come to a bit of a feeling about you know who I am. Sort of took a little bit of figuring out as well. Mm-hmm. But some people like they 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 could identify just with one or the other. Yeah, but I think I think that's really it's kind of lucky but also like it's it's kind of weird like i see it as um there's three groups of like people who immigrate or whatever yeah. to another country the first is that they just completely not completely but majority they still stick to you know where they came from like yes. from, like if they were if they're from china they're more like chinese in terms of they speak chinese more often they hang out with people who speak chinese so they're still very much in that chinese culture and community yeah community yeah Yeah. whereas there's a other kind of there's a middle group i guess like you and me where we're like definitely we speak chinese and we have chinese you know backgrounds and we you know practice chinese traditions and things sometimes but we at the same time we're also kind of adapting to like the nun like out where we live which is new zealand right now yeah and i think with that group a lot of the times we actually feel more comfortable say speaking the language of the place that we're in, like say mm. English, because we do grow up here. Yeah. And um, we also feel more like, you know, almost like a big part of our culture is also the culture of where we lived in, where we've been mm-hmm. brought up in. But that, like, you still feel that tie to your sort of, you know, home, like not home, but like is in terms of your, your cultural heritage. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, we do learn Chinese, right? We do mm. know Chinese and we still re- maintain that or retain that. Yeah. But um, potentially, if you were telling me, oh, you're more comfortable speaking Chinese or English. I'm probably probably English. English, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because um, we use it more often, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also I think, like, I think that's what leads into, I guess, a third group where they have just fully immersed themselves into, say, New Zealand culture and they don't really retain much of the language or their parents don't, you know, teach them or their parents might not be first generation. They might have grew- grown up here as well. Yeah. So I think what I realized growing up is um, it takes, it's a lot of responsibility on the parent Um, to kind of retain these traditions or make you learn the language it's like a lot of work for them um, for them to kind of show you what your culture heritage is about especially in a place like this like I remember when I was little and my parents well my parents would make a big effort in trying to celebrate Chinese New Year even though no one else around us did you know and it's a lot of work I think for them to kind of um, try and share that with me so I don't lose that 
tradition. I, I think um, also coming back to when, what you were saying in terms of the three groups of people, like that three groups of people in terms of how they associate themselves, mm. right? Like that first group in terms of very Chinese people, like it could be because they have spent longer part of their lives in China, you know, in yeah, China or, yeah. or overseas, wherever they're from, like mm-hmm. say in, in, I don't know if they spend it in France in, mm-hmm. in Italy. And so, so they could be feeling, you know, that they're more used to that way of life. Mm-hmm. And the longer it is, it's, it's harder to learn when you move to a new country in terms of adapt. And, you know, as a kid, it might be really easy because just like learning a language, right? Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you just learn it quicker. Yeah. Um, and so by the time they get there, some people don't, it's not because they don't want to be part of the place, but it actually is difficult for them to be. Mm, it definitely takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Because I've, I've definitely seen people like on the flip side where they've grown up here, they were born here. Yeah. But they speak Chinese better than I do. Like it's yeah. actually insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, so it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't always mean that because you have been here longer mm. or shorter um you know you must fit in one of these brackets yeah because like you said is how much sometimes how much effort your parents put in Mm -hmm. how much effort like you You put put in in, yeah yeah. and how much do you want to be connected to your cultural heritage and like to me i think for for both you and i i think it's very important yeah part of us yeah Yeah. because i I feel i feel like you know you we we look chinese right Mm -hmm. as an example and i think um it is a bit of you know it, it is a bit sad if you forget where you know your family were from and that you lose that connection yeah and i think Um, it's all about that connection because i mean i've lived lived in new zealand now for the broad majority of my life and but when i think of going back to china for example for a visit to visit my extended family I know I'm not Chinese in the sense that when I go back, I'm probably going to be using cash, not WeChat Pay, because I don't even have like a Chinese credit card, you know, all of that jazz. But, and for when I am in China, I feel very foreigner. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm home in a weird sense, even though I don't visit often. But it's just different because when you go back now you're the you see everyone around and they all look Chinese. So it's like a very different feeling to be kind of, you know, you look the same as others. But then you also feel like, you know, you're not quite home. You're like, not. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's like, well, like sometimes how you look at things is a slightly different lens just because of the different, like diversity is, is a great thing mm. because you, you learn from a lot of people that are different from you. And I think like that is actually quite important in how we've de- developed our worldview and how we see things from different perspectives. Because some people that have maybe just lived in one place all their lives mm. don't necessarily get that or they've only interacted with, with one type of people, right? They It's harder for them to understand a little bit about those perspectives um and and so i think that's why like, you also feel like uh you're not quite chinese like in a way mm-hmm. but like but but then when you leave you miss it that's the thing yeah. yeah it's a really weird feeling where you go back and i think one big thing is like everyone around you looks like you i think that's one part of it right like yeah. you go back and you're the majority and you know you see everyone and everyone speaks chinese it's 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 kind of weird because I think it is because maybe because we both grew up there for a period of time and yeah. then we know where we come from, literally. But at the same <laughs> time, I think what you said about diversity, yes, it's important. But for me right now, I still don't know. Like, yes, I would say my home is New Zealand, but at the same time, I would say like a part of me it will always feel like China is my home, even if I don't visit it. 
Yeah, like, like, yeah. Even if I don't go back very often. Well, that's where your roots are, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, language is also quite an important part of it. Um, because, like, language is a way of expressing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've learned a language, like, I think that the ties that you also feel with that place is a bit stronger. So, like, for, for me, like, being able to express myself in Chinese, like, because sometimes I find that, you know, English you express certain things in English, mm. but there are certain things you express in Chinese. And it just doesn't translate yeah. well. And, yeah, and the language sometimes, the, sometimes the depth, of the, lang- depth of the language is quite different. Mm. And so there are certain things that you just feel like, oh, well, when I'm talking about um, this that's related to my culture, it's just mm. more easier, like, you know, to talk in, in Chinese. Yeah. And, and I think having that connection also allows you to understand some of that history more. Mm. Like, you know, when you're looking at, um, uh, or reading, for me particularly, when I'm reading Chinese that are written 2,000 years ago, as an example, um, you understand that because you have that, that sort of, that depth of knowledge of what the language means. Mm. But say if you're just, you know, someone that didn't know the language, you go that you might miss a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think um, that becomes quite a big part of, you know, my identity as well. And and having, like having parents, having family that, that also celebrate the culture is quite important to retain that as part yeah, of your identity. Yeah, and that's why I mean, like, a lot of responsibility, I think, does lie in your parents when you're young, for example, in teaching you the culture and the traditions and i do find it quite interesting though a lot of people even if when they were younger they dismiss their you know cultural heritage Mm. when they're a bit older they do want to reconnect to it i think it's like when you're younger for example for me when i grew up my whole class there was no other asian and so you want to as a kid you want to fit in right yeah true and so it's more like come chinese new year no one else celebrates this why am i celebrating it (laughs) like it feels weird to me kind of thing it's like I'm the weird one for celebrating this because no one else in my class does. And I think when you're growing up, you're just trying so hard to fit in. And then when you grow up and you don't care as much about, you know, fitting in with the masses or whatever, that's when you go like, oh, actually, I would I would like to find out more about, you know, my heritage, etc. Because it, it, is, it is like a big part of you, I think. Yeah, and I think, like, sometimes you might also... You always be wondering, like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm missing the link to something mm. a little bit. And and I think, um, yeah, it, it's it's quite interesting because I've also spoken to, you know, other friends that, that when they were younger, they were like, nah, I don't speak Chinese, I don't mm. speak Cantonese at home. But, like, now they're actually doing... Um, I have a couple friends that, that, that have um, tried to express almost their identity in a way. So they're Kiwi Asian, right? And so, and and like, they're very, very much in the, you know, like very, you know, hip hop dancers <laughs> or skateboarders, you know, type of thing. And very, um, I guess, like new age music mm. makers, but they're very successful in their own fields. And they want to express that almost in a different medium to connect with their cultural heritage. So they actually, one of them actually did like a music video, but in an Asian supermarket. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like, and, and the, but the songs and the lyrics might reflect some of that, but it's very English. Mm. So it's almost that, that a little bit of that fusion of the cultures, but it's them expressing, you know, who they are yeah um and then like one of my other friends also in australia i think told me that um they have you know they have a almost i think there is a video competition for showing okay what does australian chinese mean mm-hmm. to them and um they submit something mm-hmm. and that shows sort of who they are from their identity you know yeah and, and express that and i think that's really cool to see because it could mean so many different things to different people and that but like between you know say you and i and people that are similar to us we all resonate in some way to to having almost that you know that um third culture yeah like the vibe. Blend, yeah the yeah blend, exactly yeah. 
Cool. Well, I think that's definitely, I guess this episode is all about us kind of talking about what we feel with Chinese New Year that's just gone and everything. And, yeah. you know, how that kind of relates to us and what, you know, does, I do miss home sometimes. Mm. By home, I mean China. When mm. I do see like Chinese New Year coming up and I see people in China having the greatest time. Eating all the food. Yeah, eating all know. the food, you know, and having just that atmosphere, that celebration, that like, you know, what, like... I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean. It's like a that different feeling. It's like yes. a different feeling. Yeah, and and I think yeah for sure. I think in terms of um, identity, like I think we've also got asked quite a bit, mm. like by our listeners and, and our friends in terms of oh how do you identify yourself right yeah. and so i think it's just quite an interesting thing to sort of voice out loud a little bit and it might help people that are struggling sometimes with identity to figure out um it, it's not necessarily completely binary in a way either mm-hmm. um yeah and as always please um send through any feedbacks questions or comments by emailing behind basic thoughts at gmail.com and would really appreciate a follow or a share of our podcast Thanks for spending time today with BBT, Behind Basic Thoughts, and we will see See you in our our next episode. episode.